Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. We have a lot of young people in our audience today that have to get to school. So we're going to get them taken care of first. And the parish president is up with her first uh, presentation. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Um, I'm happy to be here with our, our recreational director, Mr. Mario Bazile. And we're going to start with the JPRD West 10U girls who recently won the Babe Ruth World Series. Where are you, girls? There we go. Fifteen girls and four coaches represented JPRD West at the regional tournament along um, with the Babe Ruth World Series. In the Southwest Regional Tournament in Ponchatoula, JPRD West battled in extreme heat. You know how hot it was, over four days. They were undefeated throughout the entire tournament and beat JPRD East in the championship game to take the title of 10U Southwest Regional Champions. In the Babe Ruth World Series in Jensen Beach, Florida, the team competed for 10 days and remained undefeated throughout the entire World Series. They beat Virginia in the championship to be crowned the 2023 10U Babe Ruth World Series champions. So with that, I'm going to ask Mario to introduce their great coaching staff, and then we can bring up the girls to get their certificate. <clears throat> I'd like to invite the coaches up, uh, the head coach, Mr. Lonnie Tax, assistant coach, Chris Lon, assistant Claire Tax, and assistant Brent Griffin. Wow. Come on up, please. Okay, y'all want to introduce the girls? Wanna, uh, sure. You have it. Yes. Introduce your own. Y'all can introduce your Sure. Friend. You have, you probably uh, need that. It'll be fine. First of all, I want to thank the parish. Uh, Recreation Department, parents, girls, um, very great team. The team will probably go down as one of the best in Jefferson Parish history. I say that as a coach who's been around for 25 years. Um, this team scored, uh, went undefeated in the World Series, went a total of 34 and 3 in the World Series, did not commit a single error in the World Series game tournament, uh, probably scored close to 300 runs the entire season and probably born about 300 times themselves. So it was very good. A lot of the girls also received several honors. And if I announce the name, I will say that. Gonna come on up. Uh, first one is Miss Emily Lentz. Next, Olivia Garcia. Olivia cannot make it today because of school. Uh, Emily Powers. Uh, Liana Rodriguez. Liana, Liana made the All-Tournament team. Uh, Sadie Dufresne. Adeline Dufresne. Uh, Layla Lair. Layla also was on the All-Tournament team, but also Layla gets a very good Oregon team, pitched a perfect game, striking out every single girl of the Oregon team. Hayden Williamson. Hayden was on the All-Tournament team. Hayden was, had the highest batting average for the entire tournament, and Hayden was named the MVP of the World Series. 
Grayson Camper. Bailey Morvan, Bailey could not make it today because of school. Jalea Lala Vasu. Lala also was one of the all tournament team. Rylan Allen. Fallon Anderson. Alayla Williams. Griffin. Again, thanks the parish. Also, too, is this team's a true Jefferson Parish recreation team. This is not a travel team. In fact, every one of these girls here, probably since they're five, six years old, have been playing multiple sports for JPRD. In fact, if you go tonight, most of them will probably be playing volleyball on the playgrounds tonight. It. So, again, thank the parish and thank the recreation department. And my thank you. I just have a message for you, okay? Because I see, I've seen your smiling faces and I know what a proud moment it is. Don't underestimate this team and the experience that you had. I was your age when I ran for Lakeshore Track. And I always, at my age, I look back on those days. It was my first experience on a team, understanding the dynamics, being able to rely on a teammate, understanding the defeat, how hard the training is. And you will... It, this experience will help you in your later college years, high school years, in your career, in your family life. Do not underestimate the importance of athletics in your life. So I'm so looking at your faces. It's bringing me back to those days. I'm so proud of you, and I hope I hope that ex this experience for you is what it did for me at your age. Okay, thank you so much. Okay. So, um, Councilman, if you'd like to come down, Councilman Walker, Mr. Chairman, you want to take a picture? Anybody? Oh, I'm sorry, Councilman Templates here. Sorry. Okay. Thank Make sure they can see your face. Peek in. Get between people. Everybody look this way on green. Everybody smile. One, two, three. We're going to get another one on green. One, two, three. All right. Nice work. Great job. Thank you. Thank you, Cody. Great job, girls. Good job, girls. Next. Oh, where is it? I don't know what happened to it. Oh, oh. oh you gave she it took away. my paper. Wait, wait, wait. Coach. Oh, my gosh. He took the oh, one. Took my paper. Here. There we go. Thank you. Here we go. There you go. This one here. Thank you. This the one next one, the boys. Yeah. All right, we're not going to forget the boys here. I didn't forget about you guys, all right? Next, we want to recognize the JPRD West 14-year-old boys baseball team 
14 boys and four coaches represented JPRD West at the Louisiana State Championship held in Pineville. JPRD West had to overcome two rain delays, including a delay in the championship game, which resulted in both teams, JPRD West and JPRDs, having to return home to finish the championship game at LaSalle Park. JPR Dest was crowned the undefeated 2023 Louisiana State champions. JPRD West went on to represent Louisiana in the 2023 Dixie Boys World Series Championship in Virginia. And they endured an early loss to eventually fight their way out of the loser's bracket, winning five straight to capture the World Series title. Those are the best, huh? When you, when you have a loss and then you come back. So congratulations to them. I'm going to introduce again Mario Bazile, our recreational director, who's going to introduce the coaching staff. Again, congratulations um, to the girls as well as to the boys. Um, you know, they, I appreciate, uh, Coach Tax, your, your uh, remarks regarding JPRD and the Recreation Department. You know, this is, this is the culmination of, of great work by hardworking coaches, hardworking kids um, that see the path that they're going on to, to reach the championship game. So we appreciate all of you. Um, I, I want to recognize our staff here. Um, Coach Tiffany Joseph, she's here representing the, the West Bank uh, Jefferson Parish Recreation Department. So appreciate you, Tiffany, um, all you do. Uh, Brad Roth is here with um, uh, our administrator over recreation. Where's Brad? Where's Brad? Brad. And Tim Collins, also recreation administrator. So we appreciate you guys. Uh, I'd like to call up the coaches now. Uh, head coach Rocky Coglati, assistant coach Darren Piglia, and assistant coach Joey Bayo. No, my coaches, my Joey, and they couldn't make it for all the players to be here. Right, I'd like to first of all thank the parish of Jefferson Parish and the uh, recreation. Been doing this for a good while, actually. This is my second time in here with since 2014. Uh, ain't got much to say, but I'll call the players. Uh, Blaze Tinkstrom. Paxton Shefflin. Hannah Williams. Gio Pastrana. Adrian Lambert. Peyton Mathern. Ethan Lentz. Nelson Carter. Evan Dusain. Chase Termini. Preston Kravitz. 
Caden Loafers. All right, we're going to ask our council members to come down and get a picture with our champions. Thank you so much. All right, thanks, guys. The parish president still has a couple of more to get to. Thank you all for coming before school this morning. All of our champion athletes, thanks for being here. Now you have to get back. We're <laughs> waiting for him to leave. That's what I was waiting for. What are you doing? That's my son. That's my
that wasn't on a baseball team, it's a different population. It's a different, it's a different. Okay, I just want to say that was done with all of the kids. No, no, it's a different They schedule it on different ones, but I thought you meant the kid on this team. No, 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 no. No, no, with recreation, they schedule it. I'll ask Mario when we'll schedule that. Okay, thank All right, um, if I could have your attention, please, because this is a very, very important issue for us. If I could have from Via Link, Lavandra Dobbs and Sherard Crespo come forward. Also from our Human Services Authority, Dr. Rosanna DeCiro to come forward with me, please. You have the proclamation? Okay. Thank you all. This is certainly a very serious matter and we want to bring as much attention to it as possible. This week is National Suicide Prevention and Awareness Week. It's a week to remember uh, the lives that are lost to suicide, the millions of people who have struggled with suicidal ideation, and to acknowledge the individual, families, and communities that have been impacted. It's also a time to raise awareness about suicide prevention and share messages of hope. Suicide affects people all over the world and each death has far-reaching effects. Uh, in 2021, over 48,000 Americans died by suicide, which is about one death in every 11 minutes. So we're honored to have Via Link here with us, along with the Jefferson Parish Human Services Authority. Um, for those of you who don't know, Via Link is a crisis intervention and suicide prevention contact center that provides caring for those who need Obviously, the most important thing is that we're not in this world alone. We all have times in our life that are very, very difficult and very challenging, and we need to reach out. That is the most critical part. We need to reach out. We're not supposed to do this alone. We're not supposed to live life alone. Um, and we want to make sure everybody understands the resources that are there for you if you're going through this or you know somebody who is dealing with this at this time. So. Um, Via Link is a crisis intervention and suicide prevention contact center that provides caring support to those in need. And then the Human Services Authority, obviously, is the public provider for mental health, addictive disorders, and developmental disabilities services here in Jefferson Parish. So I want to present this proclamation to them. Whereas the week of September 10th through 16, 2023, is National Suicide Prevention and Awareness Week, a time when, in which individuals, organizations, and communities around the country join their voices to amplify the message that suicide can be prevented. Whereas suicide is the 14th leading cause of death in Louisiana and the third leading cause of death among individuals between the ages of 10 and 34. Whereas suicide is a devastating tragedy that leaves loved, loved ones with unanswered questions and families missing a piece of their soul, wishing for more time together. Acknowledging suicide and the impact it has in our communities is a first step to understanding how it can be prevented more effectively. And whereas over 90% of those who die by suicide have a diagnosable and treatable mental health condition, 
although often that condition is not recognized or treated. Knowing the signs of suicide, finding the words to communicate with someone in crisis, and reaching out to local resources is of the utmost importance. Whereas the past few years have presented our communities with challenges and led to transitions that can be unsettling, disorienting, and stressful. We know that connecting, working with, and supporting one another can help prepare us for the future. And whereas over the last two years, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline has transitioned from a 10-digit number to the very easy three-digit dialing code 988. The new, easier-to-access tool connects people in crisis to trained professionals 24 hours per day, 365 days per year. Again, it's just the number 988. Whereas all in Jefferson Parish are urged to play a role in suicide prevention and promote mental health and wellness as we work toward a goal of zero suicides. Now, therefore, I, Cynthia Lee Shang, President of Jefferson Parish, do hereby proclaim the week of September 10th through 16th, 2023, as National Suicide Prevention and Awareness Week in Jefferson Parish. Thank you so much, and I want to invite both of your organizations to, to say a few words. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, right here. Right here. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, I am LaVondra Dobbs. I serve as CEO of Via Link. Uh, just so you know, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline came into being uh, nationally 22 years ago. Via Link was part of the team at that time that was invited to be part of that network, which today makes up about 180 agencies across the U.S. like us. Prior to that, we had a, a you know, a long dial number, local number, and we called ourselves the COPE line. Uh, so we are very excited about having the 988 three-digit number. Prior to that, it was 1-800-SUICIDE. And uh, they realized you did not need to be suicidal or having thoughts of suicide to call for help. Crisis is self-defined. When your coping skills are exhausted, pick up the phone and call 988. If you are not sure that 988 is the right number for you, you can call 211. That's a health and human services hotline that Louisiana has, and ViaLink also provides that service. So we're all cross-trained with information and referral and crisis intervention. So thank you very much. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for the invitation, Madam President. Uh, so as I was introduced, I'm Rosanna DiCaro. I'm the Executive Director for Jefferson Parish Human Services Authority. Uh, and so this week is Suicide Awareness Week, but a lot of you know that crises take on many different forms other than just thoughts of suicide or individuals being at risk of suicide. And what my agency provides through a mobile crisis team is uh, interventions for any type of crises. You know, one of the things that was already stated is a crisis is self-defined. So this is, and I have flyers for this that anyone can ask me for, or the information is also on our website, www.jphsa.org. And I'll also leave some with staff in the parish president's office. And so it's any type of crisis that anyone is experiencing, and it's defined by whether it's a family member, whether it's the school, whether it's law enforcement, whether it's a neighbor. If anyone out in the community has a concern about someone or themselves, they can call our number, uh, which is 504-832-5123. Again, I have flyers. And we will come out to your location to address your crisis. 
Uh, the goal of the program is for individuals to remain in the community and not to be hospitalized. This past quarter, just for stats, we were able to divert 85% of the calls from going into the hospital. Uh, hospitals can often re-traumatize individuals, and if you're having a crisis, that's not necessarily where you need to go. And we're able to make connections to services afterwards. We do follow-up for up to seven days, and my agency has a whole myriad of services to connect you with. So hopefully you don't need the crisis team again. Again, thank you very much. Very thank nice to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for the work you all do, the very important work. Let's get a picture. Council members, if you come take a picture, please, with Via Link and um, Human Services Authority. Right here. Stay right here. Just hold up the proclamation. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I have one more, and with that, I'm going to ask um, our, our water director, Sydney Basley, to come up along with our director of public works, um, Mark Drews. If you don't know our director, Sydney Basley, he's a very critical member of our public works team. They all are. Um, and we're here today because Sydney, we're, we're recognizing Sydney's 10 years with Jefferson Parish. But I just have to point out, Sydney is definitely someone who is just, when he took the job and the challenges we've had in this past couple of years, he just, he can't just keep the status quo. We needed more from him um, than that. And he has really stepped up for us. So, you know, Sydney has started as an engineering inspector in 2013, and he worked his way up through. Uh, director through simply innovation and hard work, being unafraid um, to, to, to step up to the task and being unafraid to innovate. In his tenure as director, Sydney has implemented significant operational improvements and, and competently managed all departments. You think about how we had to um, deliver services during COVID. Um, you can think about Ida, and I'll talk more about that. But just Behind the scenes things that people don't know, like everybody else, we were facing a shortage of meter readers. And if you don't, we don't have enough meter readers, then your bill's not coming out on time. And as it is, you get your bill every other month because we still have to have somebody physically come to your house to read your bill. We can't do it every month. Um, but he really trained other departments to, to step up to the task and then even had a different solution working with our attorneys to bring on a, a private firm to get us through that tough time. Um, Sydney now has arranged for, um, we didn't want to take cash, you know, as, as an accountant, I'm, I'm afraid of cash, taking cash. Um, we worked out so that over 100 locations, people can bring their cash payments to a MoneyGram and check-free store location. So that's improved the services. And then I'll remind you, during Ida, over 1,000 trees uprooted, causing over 200 water main breaks across Jefferson Parish. We did not have water pressure. 
and we had diminished no water pressure on the east bank and very diminished water pressure on the west bank. Um, the day after the storm, Sydney developed a comprehensive plan to restore this water service, um, having to manage multiple fields out in the field, locating breaks and repair lines, taking our system um, to 22 PSI by the end of the second day and increased it to 43 PSI by the end of the third day, providing enough. Uh, when you don't have water, our, our, our first um, our first concern is our ability to fight fires, right? And bringing that up so we were able to fight fires. Um, and then five days after the storm, that water pressure was restored on both banks, which is incredible. Um, and then also we had a 32-mile water line that went to Grand Isle that was completely devastated. And for over two months, Sydney spent countless hours in the field overseeing delivering water to Grand Isle and enable the, the, the um, enabling them to finally get water service um, probably by January, I think we got back on in Grand Isle. So um, he is at the heart of what we do. He is a great example of, of stepping up to the challenge and being a good leader for us. So Sydney, and I know Mark probably wants to say a few words because I know you're a critical member of his team, but to celebrate your 10 years with Jefferson Parish, we just had to give it a little extra and, and, and then just putting a pin on you. So come on, Mark. Although Cynthia touched on this, because really all you need to know is the water line to Grand Isle breaks. Sydney's out on the barge. Sydney's out in the field because he has that experience that he knows. He knows what to look for to try to find where the break is, and he knows exactly what needs to be done. So he has no problem getting out of his office if he thinks that needs to be done because he knows, look, how critical that is, how quickly it needs to be restored, and that he can actually, you know, add to that thing. So he's going to do whatever it is to make sure that when water is out, it's restored promptly. In addition to, he is looking out for the overall system. So everything he has done is tried to make it more customer friendly. Uh, he's done everything he can despite the personnel shortages, uh, you know, by trying to allow people to pay from multiple locations, trying to improve the phone system. So he's been uh, an excellent choice as director. I'm very glad that he's on my staff and working for me. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Sydney, I gotta do the honors now. Let's see. A humble man. I asked him if he wanted to say a few words, and he said, nope. <laughs> so, uh, all right, Cindy, we're not going to make you do it. All right. Council members, if you uh, can come down and take a picture with our, with our incredible water director.
All right, a couple more. Councilman Lee is up next with a couple of presentations. With Asia, Dylan, and her mother, and all those who accompanied her, please come to the uh, podium. This is a moment uh, that uh, I'm proud to stand up here uh, with you all to talk about Asia and to provide this proclamation. And so I'll read it. it says, whereas Asia Dillon is, 16, is a 16-year-old Marrero native, Riverdale High School attendee, founder and owner of Sassy Cosmetics. And whereas only four years ago, Asia, along with help of her mother, created her very first lip gloss, including natural ingredients such as aloe vera and vitamin E oil. And whereas, fast forward to this time, Sassy A Cosmetics has participated in several pop-up shops, local festivals, and art markets, and has expanded her brand into lipsticks, lip creams, as well as lip balms. And whereas Asia speaks of her unique product packaging and specialized tubes that help her brand out amongst the competition. And whereas during her time as an entrepreneur, Asia has been featured on the news and has her projects, products featured in three stores in New Orleans, in the French Quarter, the Glitter Box on Royal, the House Museum store on St. Anne, as well as NOLA Kids on Charter Street. And whereas additionally, Asia has been able to collaborate with songwriters to create a very own theme song with a music video, she recently spoke with fellow New Orleans rapper, record proof, proof executive producer, Master P. And whereas one of Asia's proudest accomplishments was being featured on five news channels. And her next goal is to expand her brand to reach bigger markets such as Walmart, Target and QVC. <laughs> and whereas Asia's ultimate goal is to be recognized on a major platform as a young black female entrepreneur, as she is 100% confident her customers will love her products. And whereas she wishes to inspire young women all over the world that they may have dreams and aspirations such as hers, encouraging them to also dream big and go after them fearlessly. Asia's business is now five years old. If you do the match, she was 11 years old when she started the business. That's why we're so proud of her. 
And now, therefore, the Jefferson Parish Council of Jefferson Parish hereby recognizes and commends Asia Dillon, owner of Sassy A Cosmetics, for your extraordinary, extraordinary record of service as a citizen of Jefferson Parish. Congratulations. I just want to say is that anything is possible in a single family home and do you believe in like go after your dreams it's not, it don't, you don't have to be old or young age don't matter start your own dream now and make um anything happen yeah what? parish president council colleagues please we're gonna take a picture We celebrating Asia pop-up um, this Saturday on Decatur. So if you're on Instagram, Facebook, it's SA Cosmetic. This has been a long road for us. So I want y'all to come out and support if you can. And this money helped her business to get to Walmart, to get to QVC. So it's not going in my pocket. <laughs> but it's helping her with college. And the goal is for when I started this, it was for fun. And then I start saying that she can pay for her own college. She can start her own business at UF. And I'm a single parent of three girls. And I am so proud. And it's been a moment for me. And I want to cry because people don't understand when you pull into your kid as a single parent. And I do this by myself. And I put my money in my child. I work three jobs, not one, three, to make this happen. So it's a proud moment for me. Next, we have two outstanding young men, Christian and Caleb. And so, Christian and Caleb, would you please come up and your father, the coaches, and everyone, Coach Schofield, everyone involved with this. Christian and Caleb are the epitome of vibrant children that Jefferson Parish School System and Jefferson Parish Recreation Department positively cultivate. They're both uh, great kids who attend school in Jefferson Parish. Christian's in the eighth grade at Archbishop Shaw. 
and Caleb is in the third grade at Rupal Academy, Franquet. They both play bitty basketball for Kennedy Heights Playground and JPRD West Bank All-Stars. What's outstanding is, is this past season, not only in their, in their teams, one was 12 and up, the other one was 8 and up, not only were they able to go and help us, help our JPRD win national championships, but also we have these young men here because in his class 8 and up, in his class 12 and up, both of them were the most valuable players in their respective teams nationally. So we have them here today because we want to celebrate them and the good work they're doing and they're great, school, uh, uh, great students in school as well. And we want to thank the parents and the coaches who are involved with their lives. JPRD has been exemplary in so many different ways. And every week it seems that we have someone coming here who is celebrating our kids who participate in our recreation department. And so we're very proud of all the hard work that's been done. And so I will read these proclamations. But before I move forward, I would like to thank the Clara family for all you all do. And also, I'd like to thank our coach and Coach Schofield. Would you like to have some words to say, Coach? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Donald, how about you? You're good, okay. I read these proclamations, and they read Certificates of Merit, Jefferson Parish, Louisiana. Certificate of Merit, be it known that for outstanding service, the Parish of Jefferson has conferred the Certificate of Merit upon you, Christian Clare, for being awarded the prestigious title of Mr. Biddy, most valuable player for the 12 and up Biddy Basketball World Championship winning team. Congratulations. And to Caleb, Jefferson Parish, Louisiana, Certificate of Merit, be it known that for outstanding service, the Parish of Jefferson has conferred this Certificate of Merit upon Caleb Clare for being awarded the prestigious title of Mr. Biddy most valuable player of the eight and under Biddy Basketball World Championship winning team. Congratulations. You want something to say? He, he, he got something he want to say. <laughs> I'm the better brother. Turn around This is their poster. This is their poster, and I believe that y'all signed it? All right. This is for me. Thank y'all so much. It says West Bank Chris and Caleb Clare, 8 and under, 12, 8 and up, 12 and up, to Councilman Byron Lee. Thanks for all of your support and help. We could not have done this without your help. Thanks a million. Thank y'all. What, uh, council members, parish president?
Thank you. All right. All right. Absolutely. All right. Marion, uh, Dino, and myself, um, we'd like to take the opportunity to have Blair Constant please come up to talk about something that we funded that we believe is very important in our community. Thank you, Councilman Lee, um, Chairman Walker, and Council members. Uh, I come before you today as the president of the Jefferson Bar Association. For those of y'all who are members of our legal community, no, we're in a, a nonprofit association that has been around for over 60 years here serving not only the attorneys of Jefferson Parish, but our mission is to serve the greater good of the public and, our, and serve our judiciary as well. Uh, to that end, over the last year, we've decided to take a leadership role here in Jefferson Parish to meet a need that's been going on for quite some time that we believe will not only help the general public, but hopefully spur economic development as a ripple effect to this too. We intend on creating a standing expungement clinic. And thanks to the leadership of Councilman Lee, the help of Councilman's Bonanno and, and Edwards, um, we have come to you, uh, the Parish Council, looking for the seed money to fund that process. And what we intend to do is uh, assist people with standing clinics both on the East Bank and West Banks of Jefferson Parish for those individuals who can't afford to travel to the courthouse, can't afford the filing paperwork. For those of y'all, again, who are attorneys, this is a very arduous process. Uh, this is a process where only those individuals who qualify can get this. So we're talking about nonviolent offenders who have been convicted under certain expungement articles under Louisiana criminal code, but also individuals who've been arrested and charges haven't been accepted. And these are things that are preventing them from finding housing, preventing them from finding a job. And so as the president of the Jefferson Bar Association, I stand before you to tell you that we are taking the lead with this, thankful for the partnership that we have with Councilman Lee, Councilman Bonanno and Edwards. We intend on our first clinic being here at Johnny Jacobs Playground sometime this fall on the West Bank. We're looking forward to hopefully doing one next spring on the East Bank. And I would appreciate any support that any of y'all can give and I'm free to answer any questions you may have. Thank you. As, as Blair said, we have a number of people in our community who, who uh, need second chances, who uh, certainly uh, served and, and served this community in, in great capacities, but however, 
they just not have had the ability to get their records expunged. And for those who qualify, those who are worthy, that's what we're doing. We're supporting them in those endeavors. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Jefferson Parish Council meeting on Wednesday, September 13th, 2023. You're at the General Government Building, 200 Durbany Street in Gretna. Thanks for being here with us this morning. This meeting is now called to order. I'd like to call on Councilman Lee once again to introduce his guests who will give us today's invocation. Pastor Lewis Harrison, Jr. All heads bowed as we pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you as humbly as we know how. First and foremost, Father God, to say thank you. Thank you for this meeting, Father God. Thank you for these people who make up this meeting, Father God. We thank you for this council, Father God. We ask that you look upon their hearts and their minds right now. Allow, Father God, their moral compass to override their political agenda. We ask, God, that you bless everyone here, Father God, that everything be in order and done in a task, in a way, Father God, that is pleasing in your sight. We ask, Lord, that we put down uh, the, the, the Star Spangled Banner, Father God, and we raise up the Bloodstained Banner right now. We thank you, Lord, for being here. We thank you for this opportunity, and we thank you for this great parish of Jefferson Parish, Father God. We thank you for its people. We thank you for its culture. We ask that you continue to uplift us and sustain us, guide us and protect us. In Christ's name we pray. And for his sake, amen. Ms. Pearson, would you lead us in the pledge, please? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I'd like to recognize Councilman Bonanno for a moment of silence. I'm going to ask everyone to bow their heads and observe a, minute, a moment of silence. Um, unfortunately, this week we lost longtime uh, the city of West Oswego council member Glenn Green. Mr. Green was a longtime member and a very active member of the West Oswego community, and he's going to be sorely missed. Thank you. Thank you, Councilman Bonanno. Madam Clerk, please call the roll. Chairman Walker. Present. Councilman Template. Present. Councilman Edwards. Present. Councilman Bonanno. Here. Councilman Lee. Here. Councilman Imposado. Present. Councilwoman Van Rankin. Present. Parish President Ms. Lee Shane. Here. And I've completed the roll. Thank you, Madam President. The floor is now yours. Says obviously throughout Louisiana, we have had issues with wildfires. Uh, on Saturday, August 26th, our fire services department was contacted about assistance um, with the Marathon Refinery fire in Garyville, Louisiana. Many of our volunteer fire departments stepped up, um, including Marrero Harvey Fire Department, Bridge City Fire Department, and West Wego Fire Department. Um, in total, we sent over 
almost 4,000 gallons of foam concentrate, which produced approximately 372,000 gallons of finished foam to help extinguish the fire. Fire Services was also asked to assist the state with the wildland fires in Glenmore, Louisiana. Many of those of our departments and firefighters went out to help that fire department. Five JP fire departments and 13 firefighters were first deployed for four days starting on August 26th. Then four JP fire departments and 10 firefighters were deployed for three days starting on September 1st. So those departments that sent members, we want to acknowledge them. Terrytown Fire Department, Harvey Fire Department, 3rd District Fire Department, Marrero Harvey Fire Department, um, David Crockett Fire Department, and Bridge City Fire Department. So thank you to all of those first responders uh, being good neighbors and helping, um, helping in the rest of Louisiana. Our Public Safety and Grants Administration Department has coordinated with FEMA, um, the FEMA Institute Administrators, to bring free grant management training in Jefferson Parish this week. We were very, very proud that we were asked to host this. There are over 60 participants from Jefferson Parish, surrounding parishes, and across the country, as well as attendees from many different parish departments, including legal, accounting, emergency management, and purchasing. Uh, knowledge is strength, especially in receiving and retaining grant funds. This type of training allows our employees to perform at the next level while saving um, the parish money. So thank you to Nicole. I, I'm, I'm told that she was instrumental in getting this training here in Jefferson Parish for us. This Friday, we're going to do something do, new. It's called Park King Day, Park, P-A-R-K, and then in parentheses, I-N-G, Day. Um, this is from the Balancing Water Ambassadors and our Land Use and Development Cluster of Departments. They're going to be transforming a few parking spots on the east side of the Yenny Building into a parklet for International Parking Day. Um, this has been going on in other communities since 2005, and we're glad to participate in that this year. Um, Parking Day is a global movement that takes place nationally on the third Friday of September when parking spaces are temporarily transformed into engaging and, vi and vibrant parklets. These parklets encourage people to rethink how we use public areas, sparking conversations about the importance of accessible green spaces and the importance of social gathering. JP Parking Day is a creative and interactive intervention that aims to reimagine our public spaces. This event is part of the planned outreach for the Greater Green Elmwood Grant Proposal the Planning Department has been working on for several months, and it's also tied to the Green Infrastructure Plan that was adopted by our, our council, you all, back in March. Our employees are encouraged to take a break in our parklet from 9.30 to 3.30 again this Friday, and it will also be open to visitors as well. Uh, we have a few scheduled activities throughout the day, including a stretch session with Jeff Fit at noon. Our Animal J-Paws staff will be bringing some dogs available for adoption to visit around 2 p.m., and there's going to be snowballs available for um, a cool afternoon treat. Moving on to our libraries. Uh, you know, our libraries have something for everyone at so many locations. Here are some of the fun things happening. Uh, coming up, the Any Book Club is tonight at the West Bank Regional Library at 6 p.m. Attendees are encouraged to bring their favorite short stories collection. Read to Rover is this Saturday, September 16th at 1 p.m. at the East Bank Regional Library. This program is presented by the Visiting Pet Program and gives beginner or reluctant readers an opportunity to read aloud to adoring and eager therapy dogs. Derby Just Claire, a specialist in local sports history, will discuss baseball legend and Gretna native Mel Ott at 7 p.m. on Tuesday, September 19th at the East Bank Regional Library. And there's going to be a cocktail and food demonstration at the West Bank 
West Bank Regional Library at 6.30 on Wednesday, September 20th, where chef and local caterer Antonio Hernandez is going to demonstrate how to make enchiladas and other fruit from Honduras. He'll also demonstrate a popular drink called a chicha, which contains fermented pineapple. And finally, on September 30th, this is something we're really excited about, our Jefferson Parish Library is going to debut its newest Beyond Books initiative, we're calling it Experience Passes, in conjunction with the launch of the, of the next library branch to take part in the Library of Things. So the Experience Passes are going to allow library patrons to reserve passes to local and regional institutions, participating institutions, giving the community the opportunity for enriching educational, recreational, and cultural experiences. So we want to thank our partners, and, and this is where you're going to be able to get your passes, Jefferson Performing Arts Society, the New Orleans Opera Association, National World War II Museum, the Pontchartrain Conservancy Lighthouse, and the historic New Orleans Collection. Library cardholders will be able to reserve passes to these organizations online or by calling or visiting any library um, in Jefferson Parish. So we're going to have a kickoff event again at sept on September 30th from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the North Kenner um, Library. Now, Jeff, Jeff Cap RSP event, our Jeff Cap um, team is relaunching our retired senior volunteer program with falling into fun with RSVP. The event is scheduled to take place this Thursday, September 14th from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Juness um, Bridge City location. This event is about celebrating all of our volunteers um, of Jeff Cap, and we also invite those who are interested in getting involved to attend. There's going to be um, some light food, music provided by DJ Rock and Ron, line dancing, uh, and a hat contest. So for more information, you can call Jeff Cap at 504-736-6900. We're looking forward to, uh, at the Ilario Center, the West Bank Heritage Festival is taking place next weekend at the Ilario Center's Festival Grounds on Saturday, September 23rd, and Sunday, September 24th from 12 p.m. to 9 p.m. each day. The festival is free and open to the public, but parking is going to be $15. There's going to be over two dozen food, arts, and crafts vendors in a kid's zone, in addition to various artists both days with Choppa and Juvenile headlining Sunday night. That's going to be fun. And Gospel Explosion from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. on Sunday inside the Ilario Center. So for more information, you can contact this, check out this website, www.westbankheritagefest.com. Okay, for our recreational department kickball, we want to remind everyone that registration for, for the third annual Families Kicking It Family Kickball Tournament is still open. The tournament is scheduled to take place on October 28th at 10 a.m. at the Miley Softball Complex. To register, visit jprd.com. And then um, one good thing happening since Ida that's been, we, we've had to negotiate with FEMA on this building, but Finally, we're getting to see the demolition of the East Bank Animal Shelter, which has been closed since Ida is going to be taking place soon. Um, Meyer Engineers is working with Animal Arts Design. It's a company that specializes in designing animal shelters, so um, we'll, be, we'll be able to create the newest JPAWS East Bank Adoption Center. But we're, we're glad to see that demolition is finally happening on that. Thank you. Thank you, Madam President. Anybody with comments or questions for the Paris President? All right, thank you. Now, anybody wishing to appear before the council on any item on the agenda or addendum agenda can do so now. You must complete a request to speak card in the back of chambers and turn it in to the clerk. You have three minutes. Please state your name and address for the record. Al Morell, 4260 East Royal Drive, 5th District, Tenor, 4th District, Gun Incorporated, Jefferson, 51 years. Item number 2, 37, 38, 39, 40, 
60, 78, 88, 100, 101, and 105. We're going to go with two first. Uh, we got a $40,000, we got a $48,000 increase due to unforeseen circumstances. We're going to go to uh, item number 37. We got a $21,000 increase, additional work. 38, $179,000 increase, uh, unforeseen uh, obstructions and additional work. 39, 40,113, additional work due to safety concerns. 40, 31,500, we had a $1,500 credit. We went from concrete pipe to plastic pipe. $30,000 increase was due to a computer glitch during the uh, bid process concerning insurance. Okay, 60, we got $10,000 increase due to design modifications. 78, we got a $2.2 million increase uh, from debris hauling after the storm, which was a FEMA reimbursement. Okay, we got uh, 88, a $6,000 increase uh, due to additional inspection services. We got 100, we got a $125,000 cap increase due to additional work. And we got 101, $2.2 million in additional upgrades. Uh, we got 105, $50,000 increase due to increased costs to repair our vacuum trucks. How much time I got left, Scott Walker? One minute. Man, I hit a record again today. Anybody got any comments, any questions? Thank you. Frank Hires, 509 Home Boulevard. Just trying to spark a little curiosity away we go. In the 90s, we got uh, some of these uh, cooperative endeavor agreements. You've heard me speak about this again. There is no money coming from the Louisiana Treasury or any other source that hasn't cost Jefferson Parish taxpayers more than we're going to get, especially in value. Two-thirds of the state budget funded by the federal government, all that money stolen from our grandchildren. Number 84 get, got my attention. It was the last one I could get to out of the 129 agenda items that I'm given three minutes to redress. We should have more time. It says remove all language as it relates to the minimum number of participants served. I think that means that they can just serve two people and get away with taking as much money as we're willing to give them. I take exception with that. An arbitrary phone body can't get anything done legitimately. 79, we got professional surveying services, and this goes on for uh, through like 84. Or, I mean, you got 10 or 15 of these surveying services. We put all these professional services under our dime. That makes it impossible for anybody who needs surveying to be done in the private sector to do so without competing against the parish. So while you think you're saving yourselves money, you're costing us. We got mosquito control, and I've heard it, you know, I'm out talking to people every single day, and people are tired of paying for this. They're tired of paying for Lafayette Park exceptionally. It comes out of our taxes on our property bill, property tax bill, and we shouldn't be paying twice for this stuff. Nobody can keep track of any of this. You got too much going on. Meanwhile, we're also going to pay for legal services, at least through 66 through 69 or 68. I got a Paris attorney. Same thing with all the engineering contracts, another dozen of those, same thing. The surveying all the professionals you're hiring cost the parish private sector directly. 
An illegitimately formed body can't approve anything. We got a homeless tax force, number 43 appointment, Darlene Madison. Did she experience homelessness? Is there anybody on that task force that has? We've got several of these where you're going to permit the, the deference of taxation. You're going to waive taxation. Every time you waive or exempt taxation, you increase the tax burden on all the citizens of the parish. I wonder if anybody's going to figure any of this out. Oh, boy. That's all I got for you. Is there anybody else who would like to speak on any item on the agenda or addendum agenda? <clears throat> Good morning, council members. My name is Kendra Arneson, and I live at 280 Tangelo Drive in Buras, Louisiana, down in Plaquemines. For the last five years, I've represented the commercial fishermen on the Plaquemines Parish Government's Coastal Zone Management Advisory Committee, and for the last 14, I've been heavily involved in fishery advocacy. Over the last couple of years, I've been contacted multiple times by many, many fishermen and their wives saying we need help, we need to do something. So I began to dig in on what is it that we can do. Researching the World Trade Organization's rules of play as our country falls underneath those rules with our trade agreements, there's only one tangible, obtainable process that I found that we can seek, and I'm here to garner support for that. That tangible process is for the International Trade Commission, Department of Commerce, and United States Trade Rep to I'm sorry, implement emergency measures to restrict the overall volume of shrimp being imported into this country, encompassing all countries of origin and encompassing all forms of shrimp being imported. Um, I can't stress enough how vital our seafood industry is to this state and our shrimp industry <clears throat> happens to encompass the largest number of vessels within our fleet. So if we lose our shrimp fishermen, we lose our working waterfront. That's the bottom line. It will impact all fisheries. It will impact all commercial, all uh, coastal communities. And of course, we all come to Jefferson Parish to do our business and we appreciate being able to come here. But if we can't live on the coast, then we can't be in Louisiana. This will remove us from our home state. We have no other choice, but we will have to leave Louisiana. Now, in this process, um, first we pass this resolution of support in Plaquemines, and then in St. Bernard, next in Terrebonne Parish, and we've expanded from there. As of today, we have almost every single co outer coastal parish in Louisiana, with the exception of the great parish of Jefferson and also Iberia. We are on Iberia's agenda tonight. So between Jefferson and Iberia, that will encompass pulling the entire coast of Louisiana with one voice. And that's something that I'm very excited about. And I hope that to garner your support, to pull you in on that. Yesterday we went national and we began in Biloxi, Mississippi, where we passed this resolution as, as well. So I thank you for your time and your dedication to the jobs that you do here in the JP. And we really like coming up here and being part of your community on a multi-weekly basis. Um, I'm up here about three, four days a week doing different stuff, shopping, grabbing equipment. You know, Lario Brothers has been here for many, many, many years, generations, and uh, they're part of our support system. So we hope that we garner your support today, and thank you for your time. Hi, I'm Kim Chauvin, 5248 Bayouside Drive uh, in Chauvin, Louisiana. I'm out of Terrebonne Parish. I am speaking on behalf of the shrimp industry. 
First off, I'd like to thank the council too uh, for putting this resolution on the agenda and thank you, Councilman Edwards, uh, for doing so too. Over the first five months of 2023, the U.S. imported 299,724 tons, which brings that to like 599.4 million pounds at this point. Now we're only five months in. Consumers um, that purchase shrimp and eat shrimp only consume about 1 billion pounds a year. So already you can see part of the problem in the first five months, you're, half, you're more than halfway to that billion. So the top seven countries importing shrimp and the major players include India, Ecuador, Indonesia, Vietnam, Thailand, China, and Mexico. The U.S. shrimp imports are currently overwhelming the source from four countries of which commerce has previously confirmed unfair trade practice because we bought uh, an anti-dumping suit in 2004. Ecuador has already surged by 54% since 2020, and within a year, Ecuador has borrowed from the World Bank 700 million in February of 2022, December of 2022, 500 million, and lately another 500 million from the World Bank, as they are ramping up more efforts into the importing of shrimp. If you do the research on these countries, you'll find that they don't pay these, they don't pay them back. It's a given subsidy. So we are conversing with our congressional delegation about the issue of subsidies to take to the World Trade Organization to put a work to stop these things because subsidies are not supposed to be allowed. But it seems the World Trade Organization only takes America to task when this comes forth. This type of information, more that we are bringing to the Department of Commerce, our United States Trade Representative, and our Congressional Delegation, along the Gulf Coast and the East Coast, and along with all of our resolutions from the many different parishes and town councils, that is far-reaching into Mississippi, Georgia, and South Carolina now, the grassroots effort has taken off and building up. In 2023, shrimp imports from India were 39.9% so far. Ecuador, 28.9%, Indonesia, 183 and Vietnam, 56 This accounts for 92.2% of the total volume so far, which is up from 2022 at 90.1%. So we're up by 1.1%. Doesn't sound like a lot, but when you start adding up the millions of pounds and, the, and, and as far as it's going to go, it's a lot. The total volume at the end of the year of 2023 would definitely be more uh, more as we look at it. That's your time, ma'am. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else on an item on the agenda or addendum agenda? All right. Thank you. I have a note that items one and two are to be deferred until our – oh, I'm sorry. Come on up, ma'am. I didn't see you stand up. My name's Patience Gambino. I live at 1049 West in West Wego on Victory Drive. I wanted to talk about what's going on with hotels and crime. That you can address at the end of the meeting. This is for items on the agenda or addendum agenda, but there'll be time for any topic at the end of the meeting. Thank you. Anyone else before I look down again? All right, I have a note that items one and two are to be deferred until our 927 meeting. Councilman Templet, your motion on that? I move. 
Any objection to the deferral of items one and two on motion of Councilman Templet, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item number three, please, Madam Clerk. A resolution selecting person or firms interested and qualified to provide professional architectural and engineering services related to the design and construction administration of a new Hope Haven natatorium located at Hope Haven campus on Barataria Boulevard in Marrero. Councilman Bonanno. Move on the team of Linfield, Hunter, and Junius. Is there any objection to the selection of Linfield, Hunter, and Junius on motion of Councilman Bonanno, seconded by Councilman Walker? Hearing none, so ordered. Item number four, please, Madam Clerk. A resolution selecting personal firms to replace existing residential and commercial water meters with new automated metering infrastructure under RFP number 0459 for the Department of Water. Councilman Templet. Move on the highest ranked uh, pedal valve, Inc. Is there any objection to the selection of pedal valves, Inc. on motion of Councilman Templet, seconded by Councilman Walker? Hearing none, so ordered. Item number five, please. A resolution selecting person or firms to provide water sport equipment rental for the Department of Parks and Recreation under RFP number 0462. Councilman Templet, your selection? I move on Bayou, Bayou Adventures. Any objection to the selection of Bayou Adventure on motion of Councilman Templet, seconded by Councilman Walker? Hearing none, so ordered. Item six, please. A resolution selecting all qualified individuals and or firms interested in providing legal services for the parish and the fields in which they submit it. Councilman Templet. I move on all qualified. Any objection to the selection of all qualified firms? A motion of Councilman Templet, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item number seven, please. A resolution selecting person or firms to, to provide real estate abstracting services for the parish attorney's office, the Department of Code Compliance and Enforcement, and various other parish departments on a has needed basis and to provide for, uh, for other related matters. Councilman Templet, your selection? I'm on all qualified. Is there any objection to the selection of all qualified firms? A motion of Councilman Templet, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item eight, please. A resolution selecting person or firms to provide real estate appraisal services for the parish attorney's office and various other parish departments on a has needed basis and to provide for other related matters. Councilman Templet. Any objection to the selection of all qualified? A motion of Councilman Templet, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item nine. A resolution selecting person or firms to provide professional master planning services within the right-of-way of the lower level of the U.S. Highway 90 business West Bank Expressway from Garden Road to Terry Parkway. Give Councilman Templet a one-selection break. Councilman Lee. Any objection to the selection of NY and Associates? A motion of Councilman Lee, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item number 10, please. Executive session. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Executive session items are numbers uh, 10 through 13. We'll come back to those at 12. We were on such a roll there. Just kept on going through it. Um, let's move up to number 14, other property matters. Please read that one, Madam Clerk. Summary number 26185, declaring the intent of Jefferson Parish to acquire full ownership and lots 22, 23, 24, and 25, square 26, South New Orleans subdivision, Gretna Boulevard, Harvey, pursuant to the Louisiana Revised Statute 47-2236, which has been adjudicated to Jefferson Parish in the names of Dorothy Gibbs Taylor and Claude Taylor for the non-payment of property taxes and to provide for related matters. We now open the public hearing for summary number 26185. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Breaking hires, rising in opposition. I've spoken to this before. 
Representatives and direct taxes shall be apportioned among the several designated places and municipalities within the parish according to their respective numbers. Does anybody know how many people live in Harvey? Any of you? 22,000 plus. That means their taxation, the property taxes, has to relate to that number in order to abide the Constitution. It does not. They don't have a representative designated for them. And therefore, this resolution or this declaring of intent violates the Constitution fundamentally. We should care about this. We shouldn't be seizing people's property. If this is an owner and occupier, we really shouldn't be doing this. You should exercise restraint. You should figure out how to roll people's property taxes that go in default into a lien against that property so that we don't make other people homeless. We got 400 of them, right? You are obliged to be a representative to the citizens, not to the parish. I take great exception with this because this clause of the Constitution is fundamental. Direct taxes are property taxes. They shall be apportioned. And at least four of you on this council sit in municipalities that are forgiven 25% the rate of taxation that the rest of us pay. Harvey's paying the full rate of taxation. Four of you are not. If you live in Lafitte, you're paying no property taxes to Lafitte, but you get a 25% break on all of us. It's arbitrary taxation with no representation. All the representative power flows from the municipalities to this seat. And all of you are obliged to coordinate and collaborate with the administration more so than serve the citizens in any way, shape, or form. These people are being deserved. They're being betrayed constitutionally, and y'all should figure it out. I could go on for another 10 minutes, and I could explain this all thoroughly. If we had a representative ratio of 10,000, the rate of taxation for Harvey would be $2.20 for every dollar you imposed. And Metairie would be obliged to $14.30, or yeah, $14.30. I think we'd make do with less. We'd have a frugal and simple government, as Jefferson prescribed and established the precedent of. Anybody want to figure it out? Al Morella, 4260 East Royal Drive, 5th District, Kenna, 4th District, Gun Incorporated, Jefferson, 51 years. Now, I, I just got a question on, on this resolution. Um, I'm not speaking in favor or opposed of it, but I do have a question, okay? How delinquent were these individuals on their property taxes? Can anybody answer that? How delinquent were they? Two years, three years, whatever? Councilman Lee? I was going to ask the administration, the uh, parish attorney, or uh, best to uh, answer the questions. So I'll beat you to the punch. Beat me to the punch. Okay. Yeah. I'll stand right here and listen to her. I don't have an answer. I'll have to get the information. I don't have to get it. We can definitely get it. Well, we'd, we'd appreciate that, ma'am. Now, uh, the reason why I asked this question is because for 28 years, the Simon Group, who owned the Esplanade Mall, didn't pay their property tax, didn't meet their tax, property tax burden to Jefferson Parish, and owed this parish a million dollars, and it took 28 years for us to take title to that mall. That's the reason why I'm asking this question. So if you're going to be fair and you're going to be equitable, do it across the board. 28 years with that mall. And by the way, they owed Kenner 250000 on top of the million they owed the parish. 28 years it took y'all to take that take title. 
Anybody got any comments, any questions? Thank you. Good afternoon, Clayton Cangelosi. And uh, I also have a question before I decide if I'm opposed or against it. Is this a property that someone is occupying? Um, if there is a residence, then I am completely against it because at the end of the day, as Frankie said, that we have enough homelessness in this parish. We don't need to be making more people homeless. And we're going to address something a little bit later uh, during an, another part of making so, an, an elderly person homeless. Um, so with this being said, uh, the question is for the parish attorney, is this a, a property that's occupied or is this just lots? Sorry, I was told my mic was off. Um, I'm not aware of any property where the parish has um, kicked a homeowner out of a property due to back taxes, but I am requesting that information right now, so as soon as I find out, I will inform you of the years of back taxes that were due on the property and whether somebody lived in the home or not currently. Well, then if we don't have this information, then I request maybe possibly that um, maybe we defer this until we get this information before you guys vote on this, because, you know, this is, you know, we're, this is looking in District 3, of course, it's in Mr. Lee's district. So we're going to put some person that I'm sure is, this is one of the poorest districts in the parish, um, somebody homeless and put them on the street. So I would say let's possibly defer the situation to the next meeting or we get this information. Thank you. Councilman Lee. Because there's not enough information and I don't want to make a bad decision here, I want to defer to the next council meeting so I can get information. Okay. Okay, thank you. All right, so assuming there's nobody else to speak, we'll move on deferring this item. Is there any objection to the deferral of item number 14 to our 927 meeting on motion of Councilman Lee, seconded by Councilman Walker? Hearing none, so ordered. Let's move ahead to item number 15 now, please, with amendments. Summary number 26186, amending the 2023 operating budget, and the amendment is to allocate $5,000 from Council District 3's West Bank Riverboat Gaming Fund for a CEA with Westminster Park Civic Association to provide a website to serve as a direct and real-time communication channel to keep residents informed about the Westminster Park neighborhood and to provide additional community outreach programs. And that's all the amendments I have. Any objection to that amendment being brought from the floor? Hearing none, Councilman Templer, your motion on the amendment? Any objection to the adoption of that amendment? A motion of Councilman Templet, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. So we now open the public hearing for summary number 26186. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Frankie Hires, and I can go both ways on this. I was in Westminster. I met Mr. Kelvin, Mr. Roosevelt. Um, I'm all in favor of improving the condition of Westminster. I think more important than this is probably getting them a grocery store within driving range so they don't have to drive across a bridge. However, there's a uniformity clause with regards to the Constitution that dictates how sales taxes are applied, levied, and collected. I've repeatedly addressed this issue, and I have to keep on doing it. And really, you know what? All you have to do to get me to sit down when it comes to the gambling money, right? I don't have to get up here, and all you have to do is reconcile the disparity between the East and West Bank when it comes to sales taxes. It's the Constitution. Uniformity clause. 
That means all places throughout the parish have to suffer the same rate of sales taxes being imposed by the parish. You impose a greater level of taxation in Harahan, so each one of these people that has to go across that river to buy anything is paying more taxes than they would if they got a store in their own district, in their own neighborhood. With regards to gambling, that's a hospitality industry, the West Bank suffers a half a percent less. I would suggest that you lower the rate of taxation for the hospitality industry by a half a percent on the East Bank since you already collected 34% more in tax revenue, sales tax-wise, this year than you did the year before. I suggested that you, you restrain yourselves, exercise some restraint. This is what's required to maintain a frugal and simple government. But I'm sitting here being uh, inundated with people that want to make us a progressive parish. You got to figure this out. I don't want to keep doing this, and I got to get up on the next one too. Anyone else in opposition? Madam Clerk, note that one appeared in opposition. Councilman Templet, your motion. I move. Any objection to the approval of summary number two six one eight six? A motion of Councilman Templet, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Let's go to number sixteen, please, in the capital budget. Summary number two six one eight seven, amending the twenty twenty three capital budget. No amendments. Uh, we now open the public hearing for summary number 26187. Anyone in favor, please come forward. I'm in favor. Good job. Anyone in opposition? Madam Clerk, note that one appeared in favor. Councilman Templet. Any objection to the approval of summary number 26187? A motion of Councilman Templet, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Let's move to number 17, resolutions and motions from the floor. Madam Clerk, please call the roll. Councilman Bonanno. None. Councilman Lee. I have none. <laughs> a resolution approving a second amendment to the cooperative agreement between the Parish of Jefferson and Westminster Park Civic Association, which provides for beautification measures in the Westminster Park neighborhood and a night out against crime community event to provide additional funding at a cost not to exceed $5,000 for the development of a website to serve as a real-time communication channel to keep residents informed about the Westminster Park neighborhood and to provide additional community outreach programs, thereby increasing the maximum amount of the agreement from $3,000 to $8,000. Any objection to that resolution being brought from the floor? Hearing none, we now open the public hearing on that resolution. Anyone in favor or opposition, please come forward. Frankie Hires, what do I hate having to pose some of these things? You're an arbitrarily empowered body. What good will it be for a man to capture the world or a parish seat if you must forfeit your soul? There's rules in bowling. There's rules in a Republican form of government. I wish to God y'all would make yourselves curious. Anyone else in opposition? Madam Clerk, note that one appeared in opposition. Any objections to the adoption of that resolution brought forward in motion by Councilman Lee, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Councilman Walker. I have none. Councilman Template. None. Councilman Impostato. Yes, sir. Yes. A resolution authorizing the execution of the designation of co construction contractor as agent of a governmental entity and sales tax exemption certificate for the Louisiana Fire Soccer Club and its contractor. 
Any objection to that resolution being brought from the floor? Hearing none, Councilman Template, uh, excuse me, we now open the public hearing regarding that resolution being brought from the floor. Anyone in favor or opposition, please come forward. Thank you, Hires, and I'm really getting tired of having to get up for these. It's just simple. It's, it's almost too simple. Every time you tax exempt anyone, you raise the taxations for everyone. Get a clue, man. Anyone else in opposition? Madam Clerk, note that one appeared in opposition. Any objections to the adoption of that resolution brought forward in motion by Councilman Impostato, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Councilwoman Van Rankin. Councilman Edwards. And I've completed the roll. Thank you, Madam Clerk. That takes us to consent agenda one. And in global adoption of the consent agenda, your motion on that, Councilman Template? Any objection to the in-global adoption of consent agenda items 18 through 54, minus 53, which is to be canceled, on motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. So we jump ahead to item number 55, please, Madam Clerk. A resolution selecting an engineering firm from the list of approved firms established under resolution number 139 892 adopted on June 29, 2022 for routine engineering services which cost under $500,000 for water projects which services will be required to perform design, bidding and construction administration services for water line improvements along Lapalco Boulevard from Peters Road to Vulcan Street, Council District 3. Councilman Lee, your selection? Uh, GIS with principal engineering as a consult as a uh, as a sub. Any objection to the selection of GIS with Principal Engineering as the sub on motion of Councilman Lee, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item 56, please. A resolution selecting an engineering firm from the list of approved firms established under resolution number 139892, adopted on June 29, 2022, for routine engineering services, which cost under $500,000 for water projects, which services will be required to perform design, bidding, and construction administration services for waterline improvements along Lapalco Boulevard between Vulcan Street to Apollo Avenue, Council District 3. Councilman Lee. Phil Hunter and Junius, along with Richard C. Lambert as a sub. Any objection to the selection of Linfield Hunter and Junius, along with Richard C. Lambert as the sub, on motion of Councilman Lee, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item 57, please. A resolution selecting an engineering firm from the list of approved firms established under resolution number 139. 892 adopted on June 29, 2022 for routine engineering services which costs under $500,000 for water projects which services will be required to perform design bidding and construction administration services for waterline improvements along Lapalco Boulevard from Apollo Avenue to Manhattan Boulevard. Council District 3. Councilman Lee. Colin Associates with uh, Stewart Consulting Group as a sub. Any objection to the selection of Kyle and Associates? And Stewart Consulting as the sub on motion of Councilman Lee, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item 58, please. A resolution selecting an engineering firm from the list of approved firms established under resolution number 139892, adopted on June 29, 2022, for routine engineering services, which costs under $500,000 for water projects which services will be required to perform design, bidding, and construction administration services for waterline improvements along Lapalco Boulevard from Manhattan Boulevard to Bellmead Boulevard, Council District 1. Councilman Edwards, your selection? I'm selecting Phil Hunter and Junior from the 
Is there any objection to the selection of Linfield Hunter Junius for design and engineering? Say the second one again. I'm sorry, I jumped back. <laughs> Brian Hammett and Associates for residential inspection. And I can't even read my notes now. The third. <laughs> and two friend for surveying. On motion of Councilman Edwards, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item 59, please. A resolution selecting an engineering firm from the list of approved firms established under resolution number 139892 adopted on June 29, 2022 for routine engineering services which cost under $500,000 for water projects which services will be required to perform design bidding and construction administration services for water line improvements along Lapalco Boulevard from Bellmead Boulevard to Bell Chase Highway, Council District 1. Council Edwards, your selection. Any objection to the selection of Meyer Engineering for design and engineering, principal for resident inspection, and Dufresne for surveying on motion of Councilman Edwards, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Now we move to the in-global adoption of consent agenda items 60 through 123, minus 65, which is to be canceled, and 99, which is to be amended. Your motion on that, Councilman Template? Any objection to the in-global adoption of items 60 through 123, minus 65, which is to be canceled, and 99, which is to be amended on motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Let's go to number 99, please, Madam Clerk. Okay, a resolution amending resolution number 142319 adopted on July 12, 2023, which approved the second amended lease agreement between the Parish of Jefferson and the Roman Catholic Church of the Archdiocese of New Orleans for the lease of 1000 North Storette Road and 917 North Atlanta Street, Mattery for the location of the West Mattery Head Start Birth to Five Center to correct to correct the account numbers listed in section two. And in the first whereas, resolution number 142319 adopted on July 12, 2023, approved the second amendment lease agreement, um, the lease agreement between the Parish of Jefferson and the Roman Catholic Church of the Archdiocese of New Orleans for the lease of 1000 North Starrette Road, 917 North Atlanta Street, Mattery for the location of the West Mattery Head Start Birth to Five Center. And in the fifth, whereas all other terms of this resolution number 142310 adopted on July 12, 2023 remain unchanged and in full force in effect, section one, that section two of the resolution number 142319 adopted on July 12, 2023, which approved the second amended lease agreement between the Parish of Jefferson and the Roman Catholic Church of the Archdiocese of New Orleans for the lease of 1000 North Starrett Road and 917 North Atlanta Street, Mattery, for the location of the West Mattery Head Start Birth to Five Center, be amended to correct, to correct the fund account numbers in Section 2 to 21020-1010-2142, 
1021-007 and 21020-1010214-7442 1025-006 adding section 2 that all other terms of resolution number 142310 adopted on July 12, 2023 remain unchanged and in full force and effect and that's all the amendments I have Councilman Template your motion on resolution 142319 as amended I should be on that I'm sorry Councilman Pistato your motion so moved any objection to the adoption of resolution number 142319 on, as amended on motion of Councilman Impostato, seconded by Councilman Walker? Hearing none so ordered, that takes us to item number 124, please, on the addendum agenda. And that takes us to Councilman Template. Your motion on the Inglobo adoption of addendum agenda items 1 through 23 minus 13, which is a selection, and 15, which will be discussed. Any objection to the adoption of addendum agenda items 1 through 23, minus 13, which is a selection of 15, which will be discussed. A motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Let's go to addendum agenda item number 13 now, please. A resolution selecting an engineering firm from the list of approved firms established under resolution number 139893 adopted on June 29, 2022 for routine engineering services which cost under $500,000 for professional engineering services related to updating the standard operating procedures for drainage pump stations. Now that was number 13, right? No. 13's a selection. Oh, okay. Yeah. 13. I'm sorry. Councilwoman Van Franken, your selection? Select Artovia. Is there any objection to the selection of Artovia on motion of Councilwoman Van Franken, seconded by Councilman Walker? Hearing none, so ordered. Number 15, please, Madam Clerk. A resolution requiring a fiscal note to be included for every new building or structure prior to any monies being allocated towards the design engineering of the project. Councilwoman Van Franken, your motion? I'm, I'm going to move to defer it. Um, I appreciate I reached out to several um, colleagues yesterday to start discussions. At last council meeting, we had a discussion come up about fiscal notes on projects. And um, it got me thinking, and I think it is a best practice and something um, that will be good government moving forward, that any time the parish is building a building or a structure, um, that we should be able to compile the information that says this is how much it's going to cost to design it, to build it, to maintain it, what's the funding source, all of those things. Um, now the discussion really is where do we pull the trigger? Where do we ask for that information? Um, some have suggested right before we bid it. I worry that that might be too late, um, and so that's why originally I drafted this to say before monies are allocated towards design and construction, because when you have big projects um, that cost a lot, the design and engineering is 10% of the project. So should we have some sort of fiscal note on the front end on something like, you know, item three uh, on this agenda, that natatorium, that may be a $30 million project. So, you know, a $3 million fee is, is significant. Um, so, or should we ask for it later after some sort of feasibility is allowed to be done? So in the interest of making sure that we have the language um, that we're all comfortable with as a council, making sure that we um, all uh, are in agreement that putting some facts on the record about what 
public monies will be spent to bring something to life and to make sure that is wisely using tax dollars. Um, I, I want to defer this to the next meeting. We'll work on the language um, and, uh, and get on the same page so we can move forward on something I think will be best practice. Right, before we make that motion, Councilman Templer. I just have a, a comment or two, and uh, I, think, I think looking at this is important as a whole uh, for moving projects forward, but I, I would take a look at as making this more of a letter of an ordinance than a resolution, because an ordinance has more of a, 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 a law to it than a resolution does. So maybe if we're going to look at this and make it best practice and make it applicable across the board, maybe we need to look at this being an ordinance. That's just my comments. We can defer this if we feel like um, it needs to be done differently. We can do that because this will be something that will affect all of us and all of our um, projects. All right. Um, your motion on item number 15, Councilwoman Van Franken. To uh, the next meeting. 927. Any objection to the deferral of item number 15 to 927 on motion of Councilwoman Van Franken, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Now we go to addendum agenda 24 and special districts. A resolution to enter into an agreement with Priority Dispatch to provide Pro-QA medical software protocols, quality performance review and training. Pro-QA will assist the district's call takers and EMS dispatchers by providing standardized medical approved pre-arrival instructions to citizens on medical roles received by the district. The five-year cost for implementation, training, and annual maintenance paid by the Jefferson Parish Community Communication District shall not exceed $585,617. Councilman Template, your motion. Any objection to the adoption of that resolution? A motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item 125, please. A resolution approving amendment number two to the to the agreement between the Parish of Jefferson and Sisung Investment Management Services, LLC, to extend the term of the agreement for one additional year at a total fee not to exceed $55,000 for investment management services for Hospital Service District Number 1. Councilman Bonanno. Move to approve. Any objection to the adoption of that resolution? A motion of Councilman Bonanno, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item number 126, please. A resolution authorizing the First Amendment to the Professional Service Agreement between the Parish of Jefferson and I'm Listening Business Solutions, LLC, to provide psychological evaluations of prospective firefighters and for counseling department employees on an has-needed basis for the Jefferson Parish East Bank Consolidated Fire Department to incre increase the contract cap by $22,500 for a new contract cap of $37,500 and to exercise the option to renew for two years. Councilman Template, your motion. Any objection to the adoption of that resolution? A motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item 127, please. A resolution authorizing the dedication of access from East Bank Transit 118 David Drive for the benefit of East Bank Juvenile Services, 100 David Drive, Consolidated Garbage District Number 1 of the Parish of Jefferson, State of Louisiana, FKA Garbage District Number 1 of the Parish of Jefferson, State of Louisiana, and to provide for related matters. Councilman Pistato, your motion? So moved. Any objection to the adoption of that resolution? A motion of Councilman Impostato, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item 128, please. 
a resolution authorizing the trademark assignment agreement by and between Jefferson Parish Hospital Service District Number 2, Parish of Jefferson, State of Louisiana, and the administrators of the Tulane Educational Fund on behalf of Tulane University Medical Group. Councilwoman Van Vranken. Move for approval. Any objection to the adoption of that resolution? A motion of Councilwoman Van Vranken, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none so ordered, that takes us to persons appearing before the council on special subject matters. Anyone who would like to speak on something not on the agenda or addendum agenda can do so now. You must complete a request to speak card and turn it into the clerk. The cards are in the back of chambers. Please state your name and address for the record. You have three minutes. Al Morella, 4260 East Royal Drive, 5th District, Kenna, 4th District, Gun Incorporated, Jefferson, 51 years. The campaign contributions are available to me at the last council meeting. $229,403.48. Top five benefactors, Councilman Impostato, Councilwoman Van Rankin, Councilman Template, Councilman Walker, Parish President Lee Shang. John Bell Edwards, I'm demanding your resignation effective immediately. Here we are now almost a year down the road with the Department of Children and Family Services. Recent audit just done by the state legislative auditor. It's more dysfunctional now than it was a year ago. No progress has been made whatsoever. Now, I want to talk about a House bill and uh, the past uh, legislative session. House Bill 165. And uh, since we talk about uh, government all the time, I want to say this. This was a bill that would have returned power back to the people to be able to put referendums on the ballot and bypass the state legislature and bypass governing bodies and local governments, mainly this council. But it got killed in committee. And the argument, the reason why it got killed, the argument was not enough people participate in their government and not enough people go to the polls and exercise their right to vote to know what the issues are. Now, I want to put that rules on notice, and I want to put our government and Jefferson Parish on notice that any attempt to try to shut down any businesses in this parish or impose any of those ridiculous mandates again because they're kicking this China, Washington, D.C. virus around again because we got a presidential election next year will be met with fierce opposition at this podium from me. I did it for over two years. The lies have now all been exposed from the CDC, from the NIH, from the top infectious disease, which he, Dr. Fauci should be let out of there and handcuffs and put in prison for what he did. So I'm telling you now, I'm putting fat rules, I'm going to repeat myself, and this government, any attempt, will be met with fierce opposition at this podium from me like I did for two years. Fifteen seconds. I'm done. Anybody got any comments, any questions? Thank you. Hi, my name is Patricia Benvenuti. I live at, lived at 724 Fifth Avenue in Harvey. And in December 14th of 2022, my house was destroyed by a tornado. And Jefferson Parish put a trailer in Bayou Sidney Park for me to live in. Now they want me out. My house is not done. 
and I have no place to go, and I don't know what to do. And I'm just, you know, trying to find a way. And as of right now, I've given Mr. Clayton Cangelosi power of attorney over this matter. Thank you. So with that being said, I'm gonna pick up the rest of this time for her. And of course, Ms. Saab Benvenuti is 80 years old and she is being threatened to be put out on the street by the end of the month if she don't go out looking for housing. She's 80 years old on a fixed income social security. And so Ms. Benvenuti is now being forced to now go get a water deposit, a light deposit of money that she don't have. Now, every time she has to stop and do this, she now in turn has to take away time from fixing her house. So what I did is I went over and above the parish's head and I addressed and contacted Billy, the Lieutenant Governor, and then I spoke with Brandon with the State Parks. And they will now provide her with a trailer because the parish failed to continue doing their job. Um, and they threatened to throw an 80-year-old on the street. Um, so the, the State Parks are going to put her in a trailer. They're moving one within the next two days into this issue. So, I mean, how does this look on you guys? Y'all all running for re-election for the ones that didn't walk in uh, unopposed. And by the way, congratulations, Mr. Bonanno, Mr. Ed Edwards and Ms. Shane for running unopposed. But the end of the day here is this does not look good on any of you guys that's running. You know, an 80-year-old woman threatened to be thrown out on the street by someone on the administration side. And we need to fix this. This is, this is unacceptable. We should not be dealing with this. I should not have to deal with this. So um, next thing I want to state is uh, I got a, just one more matter I want to talk and invite every one of you guys to an event on 923, which is uh, on a Monday. It's, we're doing a public forum that myself, Jeff Kuara, is going to be putting on. Um, it's all the candidates invited. Every one of you guys are invited to this. It's at the four columns. There's going to be refreshments from six to seven. The public is invited to come meet you guys. Uh, we're going to have some finger sandwiches and some crawfish pies and all kind of good stuff that we're going to provide to the residents that want to come out and meet you guys. So we're going to do this forum. It's going to meet and greets at 6 p.m. 7 p.m. The candidate forum is going to start. So I want to invite you guys. Now, Follow up on Mr. Morella's statement, my last statement. And guys, you most probably will not see me before the election, so good luck on your races. I'm going to be in and out of town. I'm leaving for Waco, Texas in a few weeks. That's your time, Mr. Kangelis. Um, I just want to thank you guys for everything. And uh, I just want to follow up on Mr. Morella's statement real quick. You're out of time. Sorry. All right. It's all gone. <laughs> Ma'am, Mr. Cangelosi, had we made, made aware of this, I would have been more than welcome to work, to work on this issue. You know, I feel for our elderly senior citizens who are on fixed income. So I would ask that someone from the administration, Sarah, Sarah, would you come please uh, come up and address the status of this issue? Sure, good morning. As most of you know, the tornado in December affected a number of residents. In normal circumstances, so this tornado was not large enough to uh, have a federal declaration or any FEMA assistance. In most circumstances, in this type of situation, we would have opened a recreation center as a shelter for about a week and assisted people to find other living arrangements. Instead, the state was gracious enough to allow us to put trailers that had previously been used for the Ida non-congregate sheltering program at Bayou Signet. We had 30 families stay there, and when they moved in, they were informed that this would be a two to three month 
extremely short-term solution and that there needed to be another longer and intermediate housing solution before they were able to rebuild their homes and move in, just like we do in every disaster. In March, all 30 residents were, and families were informed that they would have approximately a month and we were trying to get people out by April. Since not everyone was able to meet that deadline, we have worked to extend those arrangements with the state. And so tomorrow will be 10 months since the tornado hit. We have two families continued to be at Bayou Signet, um, Miss ben Benvenuti being one of them. At this point in time, the state who is paying for GOSEP, who's paying for the trailer, who's paying for the state park, who's paying for all the maintenance, for the propane, for the um, dumping, has asked that we wrap up the trailer program for the tornadoes. That's not just here in Jefferson Parish, but in three other northern um, parishes here in Louisiana. My team has worked with Ms. Venuti every month she has refused to do any of the things that we have asked her to do. We told her last week she would have an extension if she was able to provide documents showing that her insurance does not cover rental assistance or connects me with her insurance company to have that conversation. She has not applied for rental assistance through community development, which we have asked her to do. She refused to apply for an SBA loan um, and she's refused to look for other forms of, of um, housing. My team has provided a lot of assistance to many of the residents. We, I told her last week, if she needed help finding apartments, my team would be more than willing to help her look for those. She has told me that she has not needed that assistance. So at this point, GOSEP has requested that she do three things, provide documents from her insurance, um, complete the rental assistance application, and show that she's looking for other living arrangements in order for her to have an extension past this Friday. So I would like for you to give your contact information, ma'am, to my assistant, and we'll arrange, we'll arrange a meeting and see where we can go from here. Okay. Thank you. Is there anyone else? Good morning, my name is Lisa Carlin. I live at 282 Orchard in River Ridge. CU-2-23 is making its way through the parish review process. And this is a conditional use application submitted by Cornerstone Chemical for construction of a fertilizer production, storage, and transfer facility. And this would be Jefferson Parish's first fertilizer plant. The U.S. Chemical Safety Board published a report on fertilizer plant incidents, and one of their recommendations is risk-based land use and zoning. And it's really two questions. What are the risks to the public health and safety, and how does the public benefit from the proposed project? And I hope that the Council will consider these two important questions when you vote on CU-2-23. Putting a fertilizer plant in the middle of an existing chemical plant where 88 million pounds of toxic and hazardous chemicals are stored is a bad idea. It's just too close to our homes, schools, and businesses. And there are no benefits for the 439,000 residents in Jefferson Parish. 
At the end of August, the U.S. Chemical Safety Board urged the chemical industry to act now to prepare for more frequent and more powerful hurricanes in the weeks ahead. Putting a fertilizer plant in the middle of an existing chemical plant in a hurricane-prone area is a bad idea. Fertilizer plants need to be standalone facilities in areas with a low to moderate FEMA hurricane risk score. Three weeks ago, there was a fire at a fertilizer plant in Texas. Same fertilizer that would be produced and stored at Cornerstone. Same company that wants to add a fertilizer plant at Cornerstone. And can you start the video, please? Not holding the setup time against you. I know the, the video is only 45 seconds. But after the video, you'll have about 30 seconds based on when we started. overnight. The uh, pictures are amazing coming in from the American Plant Food Corporation. So bad to see this happening right now at a fertilizer plant that is still burning in northeast Williamson County. The fire started last night just outside of Bartlett around 930. County Judge Bill Gravel saying the fertilizer plant on Highway 95 is a total loss. Bartlett ISD canceling junior high and high school practices this morning. People within a quarter mile of that plant evacuated and crews are now monitoring the air quality in the area. Gravel saying no one was hurt in the fire and it is contained, but crews are letting it burn overnight before dropping water on it this morning. And that is why fertilizer plants need to be standalone facilities nowhere near a massive chemical plant and far away from residential areas. Thank you. Good morning, Nancy Pearson, 8924 Rentu Drive in River Ridge. There's a much better video if you go online and see it's from people passing by the highway in their car with their family in the car with the fire blazing. Much better video, but um, thank you very much for hearing us today. On October, in October of 2006, my best friend died of lung cancer. Her oncologist said that it was due to chemicals that she breathed. She was a stay-at-home mom of two daughters. Her husband was a partner in one of the big four. They didn't, did, neither one of them dealt with chemicals and he certainly, in his suit and tie, didn't bring home chemicals every night on his clothes. So it was something that she breathed in the air. She was in her 50s. She did not live to see any of her grandchildren. I was able to do Grandparents' Day. I don't have any children, but I was the representative from that family for Grandparents' Day because she didn't live long enough to see any of her four grandchildren.
citizens look for our, our officials to protect us when we can't protect ourselves. We look to the sheriff's office to protect us from criminals. We look to our parish officials to protect us from, from businesses coming into our area that could harm us through regulation, through inspection, and through enforcement, you have the ability to keep us safe from industries that could cause us illness and certainly decrease our quality of life. I'm not a science major. I'm certainly not an environmentalist. But I do know when I'm lied to. Judge, you'll know the charge. If somebody lies to you once, you can take it up in, in your thoughts, whether you believe anything else they say or if they're lying about everything else, too. I feel it's very, very important that y'all take very seriously and consider plants moving into Jefferson Parish. I attended a Senate hearing in Baton Rouge. I had very little faith in LDEQ before that hearing. After that hearing, I had no faith in LDEQ. The assistant secretary of Ten LDEQ seconds. said that they were undermanned, understaffed, and overworked, and they couldn't do the job. I came back to Jefferson Parish, and I felt like we were left with nothing because they deferred to LDEQ for everything. We had little faith. So I'm asking you, Look at the industrial, make, it, make that strong, the industrial land use survey, make that strong. And please, do you want to raise your children within the perimeter of any plant that you might allow to come into Jefferson Parish and subject them to? Thank you. Thank you. I give you 15 extra. <laughs> Thank you, Ms. Pearson. Uh, may, may I speak? I, I have a card if you need one. Uh, my name's Olden Tubes. I, I'm an attorney for the Jefferson Parish School Board. I don't know if I'm entitled to speak on an issue that's going to be proposed. If you tell me I can't, I'll be it's, happy to sit down. Any item that's not on the agenda or addendum agenda, you can speak on. Okay. I, I understand that there's going to be an ordinance proposed concerning residential property, and perhaps uh, it'll get on what's called your summary uh, uh, list, and it'll be considered at another meeting. I would simply say to the, to the uh, council that I've been asked by the president of the uh, Jefferson Parish School Board and by the superintendent of uh, the Jefferson Parish uh, schools uh, to just uh, ask the council uh, to give the board time to meet to consider this matter before you execute any vote on the matter. And, and that's all I'm here to do. When is the school board's next meeting? Uh, well, the school board can call a, a, a I, I'm not going to say that this, the, the next meeting's in the month of October, but if necessary, the school board can call a special meeting. So I don't want to mislead you on that and say that you've got to wait until October. Uh, all I'm asking for on behalf of the president and the, and the superintendent is that you give the board sufficient time to meet to consider this proposal. Councilwoman Ben Breiken. So the matter that uh, we're talking about is one um, that time is sensitive. Um, today, the only action that would be taken is that it be read into summary. 
Um, so there's no action on voting on it. It can be amended. It can be um, modified moving forward to any kind of a vote. I've already spoken to several school board members already. Um, and so I think we can communicate about it and amend it and, um, you know, uh, certainly listen to any thoughts you may have. But at this time, look, we have a fiduciary duty. We had a, um, we had a meeting recently, um, and neighbors um, are concerned about our, particularly on the East Bank. The East and West Bank are different in this respect, that there's much more open land on the West Bank. There's much more built-out concrete on the East Bank. Um, we adopted, uh, just in the past few months, a green infrastructure plan. On the East Bank, any significant site um, we want to see be developed with those green infrastructure um, goals that we have as a parish being incorporated. So um, the idea of this is that prior to any significant size development, um, we need to make sure that those green infrastructure um, goals are incorporated into our ordinances. So I think it's important to be read into summary today um, to at least move in that direction so we can do that quickly and efficiently. Um, but I'm, I'm not opposed to having continued conversations. Um, the summary item is very simple, but I think um, let us have those discussions with the school board members and you and whoever uh, as the item moves forward so that it can be, um, we can incorporate anything potentially from those discussions. I don't think the summary item at this time, as simple as it is, um, is problematic. I understand. I'm not asking you not to read it into a, a summary matter or do whatever you need to do to get it out there. All I, ex all I wanted to express to you was uh, the, the school board, uh, on behalf of those two folks, simply wanting to initiate uh, dialogue with the council and, and more importantly, uh, to give the school board time to meet, even if it's just a couple of weeks, uh, to, to, to render some sort of opinion on what you're proposing to do, nothing more. Today, Olden, all that will be um, done is it read into summary. That's it. Okay. And so it will be a future meeting. It has to lay over. We have to allow for time to pass before um, anything would come up for a vote. And, and you have my uh, promise we'll talk to school board members um, and hear more of their thoughts before we would consider any vote on the matter. I understand, and thank you all very much. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, my name is Terry Allman. I'm representing myself as a resident. Uh, I serve as the president of the Bonneville Civic Association and as a member of the Haynes Redevelopment Advisory Committee. <coughs> I'm in favor of the moratorium uh, and am pleased to see that it is going to be read into summary. Uh, we're in support of this because we believe it's very important for us to study and consider the best options for the development of the Haynes Tract. This is a tract that is unprecedented in size in the heart of Old Metairie where there are identified problems of drainage, stormwater, and to all concerned, residents, businesses, the school, and all those who even traffic along Metairie Road. That the development of this tract is carefully considered for the best use and corrections of existing problems that are causing problems in this area. Thank you very much. Rick Geyer's 509 Home Boulevard, just trying to spark a little curiosity and away we go. 
Was this a summary item getting right in today? So it was on the agenda? This was an agenda item that just got spoken to in non-agenda time. I just want to make that clear because I didn't. It seemed like it was from what the, the end of the meetings for comments on anything not on the agenda or agenda agenda. So this wasn't on the agenda today. It's we didn't read, read in a summary. It's being read in a summary next. So it's on the agenda for future consideration. In questions of power, Jefferson said this: "Let no more be heard about a confidence in mankind, but bind them down from mischief by the chains of a constitution." So whether I'm talking about an addendum agenda that's going to be read or not, this just is just a farce. The good sense of the people will always be found to be the best army. They might have got led astray for a moment. And I'm pretty sure that guy had a different sense of time and reference. But they're going to soon correct for themselves. I'm out there recruiting every single day. It's only going to take five people to run the next time around to unseat this whole crotchet ingenuity. You're an illegitimately formed body. I don't know how many times i got to explain it to you. If somebody, if somebody thinks they can explain to me how you're apportioned according to law, or even, even just address what the word apportion means, it's Article 1, Section 2, Clause 3. Just after we're going to have a country, give it the chance to reach in our wallets, we determine we better have some really tight rules about that. And they did. 1916, we abolished this at least where it regarded income taxes. The reason why I'm here, the reason why I'm addressing this council is because you impose, levy, and collect property taxes. They're a direct tax, which means you have to be apportioned, and so do they. And that's simply so that you have to pay the cost to be the boss. I'm listening all the time. I'm pretty sure some of the people that have held elected office should probably do, speak less, because I got to find out that Lafitte doesn't pay any property taxes to themselves. So they get a 25% cut and don't pay any to the Lafitte government. So every time I'm sending a truck from Jefferson Paris down to Lafitte or any other piece of equipment, I know why. I was on Hampton in Harvey yesterday where the parish malfeasance 40 years ago, 40 years ago, malfeasance, couldn't connect a drain line so this woman's property is being poisoned. She lost one of her sons. She's so distraught she can't have a conversation without half losing her mind. I came in here about a stop sign for my neighbor's benefit. Stop sign is just a symbol. Begging y'all to exercise some restraint. Consider your circumstances. Move forward if it's appropriate to do so. I don't care about a stop sign. I never did. At least not, not after my kid grew up and went to college. And she's not coming back for the same reason. That's your time, Stars. Yeah, figure it out. Yes, ma'am. Welcome back. State your name and address for the record, please. Patience Gambino. Pull the mic towards your mouth a little bit. Thank you. Patience Gambino, and it's 1049 Victory Drive in West Wego. And I was just here because so much is going on with just crime and, like, hotels and motels. I just recently lost someone that I love from a drug overdose in the parking lot of the Oasis Motel and his truck. The person that stays at that motel admitted to checking on him three times without him responding. She didn't call anyone until I started saying I was going to call making a missing person report. She's admitted that 
She knows people who sell and do drugs and admitted that she was going to let him know when she had pills, which is why I think he was there. I have text messages from her. I have all the reports. I've tried to find him. She, she lied about where he was. She lied about who she was. And I'm just trying to, I guess, find out like what's going on, with, what's happening in, in these hotels with all the drug activity. I would like to bring awareness to what's going on. I would love to help if anybody can help me to know what I can do, who I can talk to. There's children dying from fentanyl. That was something that was in what he took. I would love for someone to really look into what happened. Things in his truck that is missing, still don't know where it's at. Things like his phone and other items that I don't want to mention right now is missing. Um, fentanyl is just killing so many people right now. Even kids, even as young as my daughter, who's 14 years old, and it's getting worse and worse every day. He was only 41 years old. He was clean for four years. A doctor prescribed him pain pills. <laughs> Within a month's time, he relapsed. And in that one night of relapse, I got the call the next day that he passed away from the overdose that had fentanyl in it. So my question is, like, what's being, what's going on with these hotels? What's happening to the people that's selling this poison to people we love? Families are burying people they love that should have had a chance to get some type of help, especially when they've even prescribed pain pills while they are recovering addicts. That's your time, ma'am. Um, is West Wego police aware of this? Have you discussed the situation with them? No, I, I didn't. Like I said, I live in West Wego. It happened in Gretna right. is where he passed away. Man, that, that hotel is located within the confines of the city of Gretna. Have you reached out to Gretna PD to ask your questions? I've been trying to reach out. The detective just basically said that I guess if they can get more information, I don't know what's going on. His mom has tried. I've been trying to talk to somebody. Like I said, I have many text messages where she's admitting different things. Mm -hmm. I have the reports of everything, his, his that's everything. I have reports of all of that. I have a book that I wrote everything that I can remember that happened that night. Um, like I said, I've been trying my hardest to, every time I call, I either don't get a answer, it just keeps ringing, and I don't know what other numbers to call. Like, I'm, I'm, my next thing is to go on my next off day and try to see if I can talk to someone instead of just trying to call. I would, I would certainly advise you to go reach out to Gretna PD. It's one of the best police departments in the state very professional organization. I'm sure if you if you go over there, they'll set you up a meeting with one of the detectives that's handling this case, and you should be able to get you some more inf information and some more clarity. Okay. Thank you. Welcome.
Anyone else? Good morning, Madam President and Council Members. My name is Dennis Guidry. I'm from, I live at 313 Oak Avenue in Nine Point. And uh, at the previous council meeting, there was some comments and questions about the fire station and the fire response in Nine Mile Point. That concerns me deeply, um, especially when I keep hearing that the station is being shut down. And, and I think in some cases, maybe that's uh, being approved in a roundabout way by some of the administration. Um, basically, I guess the question is, <clears throat> what's the issue with the station and here in mid-2023 that was shutting down a fire station without improving the response? Let me also mention, too, that that I've heard that it's a manpower thing, that they can't afford it. But if you looked at the 7th Fire District, um, the inequities of funding, there's five fire departments in the, in the district. That's how the monies are split, yet two of those departments operating two stations, the, other, the others operating one fire station. So there would be probably an issue uh, with trying to fund a fire department um, when you're only getting one-fifth of the funds that you should be getting one-seventh of, or something to that effect. So I'm trying to find out what the, uh, what the answers are with regard to this and how it is that we can shut a station down without improving the, uh, the response. Chief, Chief Robertson, you <clears throat> to respond? So, Council, we have spoke with the 7th District many times in reference to Station 87 that y'all are familiar with. Uh, last Council meeting, uh, Mr. Miller spoke about the station getting assigned to let them know that the station may not be open. We took care of that problem. There is a problem with manpower. As we have spoke about, we have opened the lines of communications with the seven district chiefs that we have talked about maybe closing that firehouse because of manpower shortages. We have had that basic meeting, the feasibility, and now, of course, we would have to talk to property insurance and then the council. So that's where we're at right now. The station, whenever it is closed, is covered by Station 70 the Bridge City Fire Station if, they, if Station 78 is closed due to manpower or whatever issue it is. Chief, is it, are we able to get something to write from PIAL, whether or not that station is required or has an impact on their rating if, in fact, that station is closed? Uh, Councilman Bonanno, we have not talked to property insurance. That is the next step from the meeting that I had with the seven district chiefs to get their recommendation on that station. So can you think that's something we can have by the next council meeting on the 27th? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Thank you. Mr. Gidry, we'll try to get you that answer by our next council meeting. Yeah, let me mention, too, uh, you know, I hear a lot about Property Insurance Association. Um, the PIL is not a uh, 
public safety regulatory agency. It's a rating bureau. It's designed to rate fire departments to basically establish the insurance rates that the constituency or the insured pays for their insurance. It, it has nothing to do with public safety. <coughs> Which standard of care are we operating with, with regard to fire service in Jefferson Parish, and specifically in the 7th Fire District? That's a question that needs to be answered. It's incumbent upon the council, this council, and the administration to get it right. There's a tremendous imbalance between the East Bank of Jefferson Parish and the West Bank, and specific parts of the West Bank. You need to get it right. I mean, um, let me let me just say this. That's your time, but go ahead and wrap up in a few seconds, please. I'll wrap it up with this. Um, the people in Jefferson, in, in Metairie, for example, pay 25 mils. The people in the seventh fire district pay 25 mils. Mm -hmm. So the average guy with a $350,000 house pays basically the same thing in millage. Yet in the seventh fire district, there's an additional service charge. So they pay an additional 75 bucks a year per residential household. And yet when they call for service, they might get three to four people on an initial structure fire response. Thank you. In Metairie, you get 15. That's a problem. And that goes to the whole reason why we're doing a consolidation study, because we do have manpower problems on the West Bank of Jefferson Parish, and it right. is an issue we are, we are addressing. That station requires, well, that, that area re requires a response with regard to a standard of care that this council should know about, the administration should know about, and it's not being done. It needs to be done. It's been a long time. Again, that's why we Thank initiated the study. All right, now, Councilman, we're going to go back to item number 14 right then that we had earlier in the meeting, and he got a call. Um, we'll take, a, take up item number 14 after executive session then, which was the item we discussed earlier that was going to be deferred, but the parish attorney has gotten the information she was looking for. So let's go to executive session items right now then, and we'll move to that, and we'll handle item 14 afterwards. Starting with item number uh, 10. 10, please. A resolution authorizing the council to go into executive session to discuss a workers' compensation claim in the matter of David Tivitt versus Jefferson Parish Fire Department, docket number 22-05546, District 7, and docket number 22-06511, District 7, and to provide for related matters. Councilman Templet, your motion. Any objections to the adoption of that resolution? A motion of Councilman Templet, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item 11, please. A resolution authorizing the council to go into executive session to discuss legal matters concerning a workers' compensation claim for Judy Beeler, CCMSI, claim number 19C99F959027. Councilman Templet, your motion. Any objection to the adoption of that resolution? A motion of Councilman Templet, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item 12, please. A resolution authorizing the council to go into executive session to discuss legal matters concerning the lawsuit Jesse May Jackson versus the City of Marrero in the Parish of Jefferson, 24 JDC number 821-369, Division J, and to provide for related matters. Go quiet in the chambers, please. We're not, we're not quite done yet. Councilman Templet, your motion. 
Any objections to the adoption of that resolution? A motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Item 13, please. A resolution authorizing the council to go into executive session to discuss legal matters concerning the lawsuit Anthony Jones versus Geico Casualty Company and Lucian J. Giordano, 24th JDC number 823-520, Division C, and to provide for related matters. Councilman Template. Any objections to the adoption of that resolution? A motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. We are now in executive session.
Everybody can take a seat. We'll wrap up this meeting in just a moment. All right, Madam Clerk, you have the executive session items to read. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, unmute yourself. There you go. A resolution authorizing a settlement in a workers' compensation claim in the matter of David Tibbetts versus Jefferson Parish Fire Department, docket number 22-05546, District 7, and docket number 22-06511, District 7, and to provide for related matters. Any objection to the adoption of that executive session resolution? A motion of Councilman Templett, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. A resolution authorizing a settlement in a workers' compensation claim for Judy Beeler, CCMSI, claim number 19C99F959027, and to provide for related matters. Any objection to the adoption of that executive session item on motion of Councilman Templin, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. A resolution authorizing a settlement in the lawsuit entitled Jesse May Jackson versus the City of Marrero in the Parish of Jefferson, 24th JDC number 821-369, Division J, and to provide for related matters. Any objection to the adoption of that executive session item on motion of Councilman Templin, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. A resolution authorizing a settlement in the lawsuit entitled Anthony Jones versus Geico Casualty Company and Lucian J. Giordano, 24th JDC number 823-520, Division C, and to provide for related matters. Any objection to the adoption of that executive session, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, executive session item, a motion of Councilman Templet, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Now let's revisit item number 14, please, Madam Clerk. Summary number 26185, declaring the intent of Jefferson Parish to acquire full ownership in lots 22, 23, 24, and 25, mm. square 26, South New Orleans subdivision, Gretna Boulevard, Harvey, pursuant to the Louisiana Revised Statute 472236, which has been adjudicated to Jefferson Parish in the names of Dorothy Gibbs Taylor and Claude Taylor for the non-payment of property taxes and to provide for related matters is the item that we moved on from earlier in the meeting and the parish attorney Ms. Barton has some information now that was requested yes before I go into the specifics on item 14 I do want to make it clear that I have verified that the parish has not ever moved to acquire ownership of property that's occupied that the property that's been adjudicated to the parish specifically for item 14 this is vacant land that's um, near the intersection of Gretna Boulevard and York Avenue 
Lots 23, 24, and 25 are actually part of Gretna Boulevard. It's part of Lot 22 that is what is going to be sold here. The property owner has not paid taxes in over 10 years, since at least 2012 through 2022. They have been noticed by the sheriff's office of the tax sales, and they have chosen not to redeem, either pay the taxes or redeem at the tax sale. Since it's been over three years since this property has been adjudicated to the parish, the parish has the right to move to either keep or sell the property. In the ordinance, we additionally provide the owner additional time to acquire. We are being required in the ordinance to give notice to the parties, and after the appropriate time delays, then the, the parish will actually move to acquire ownership. So they have had more than adequate time to pay any back taxes and to take ownership of the land if they so choose to do so. But it's vacant land. I just want to make that clear. Councilman Lee. Uh, do we need to reopen the public hearing on that since we're back to it or because we did it already? You completed it. <clears throat> I think the people who cared about it left. All right, let's, let's reopen. Let's just, let's just do it from the beginning again. Um, so it's been read. We now open the public hearing for summary number 26185. Anyone in favor or opposition, please come forward. Order 260 East Royal Drive, 5th District, 10th and 4th District, Unincorporated Jefferson, 51 years. Uh, I'm not in favor and I'm not going to oppose it, but I just want to thank Ms. Barton for bringing this information, getting this information and bringing it to us, okay? Uh, I understand she said 2012, but there again, the Simon Group with the Espinade Mall was, 20, was uh, 28 years. So, and I appreciate the fact that it's not occupied, that it is vacant land, okay? And that's the only comments I have on it, okay? Thank you. And Frankie Hires, uh, firstly, I want to thank Mr. Lee for, for doing the right thing and deferring until we, until we got the proper information. That's, that's just fundamental. We got to do this. We got to be able to exercise some restraint when there are obvious reasons to be concerned. Appreciate the attorney going through the effort to clarify this, so I want to firstly express those two things. Unfortunately, I still would be in opposition just fundamentally because the property taxes haven't been imposed, levied or collected according to law. They have to be apportioned, so there's no way for these people to have known what they should have been paying in taxation. So on those grounds, just simply as a Jeffersonian, I would oppose. Anyone else in favor of opposition? All right, thank you. Councilman Lee, your motion. Any objection to the approval of summary number 26185, a motion of Councilman Lee, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Now, Madam Clerk, read the ordinances for introduction to summary, please. Okay, the first one I'm going to read is going to require unanimous votes. An ordinance declaring various tax adjudicated properties no longer needed for a public purpose and authorizing the transfer of said properties to the Housing Services Development District pursuant to Louisiana Revised Statute 472121 for the development and affordable housing and to provide for related matters. Is there any objection to the adoption of that ordinance read into summary? A motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. An ordinance requesting and authorizing the planning department and the planning advisory board to study the text 
of Chapter 33, Unified Development Code, and Chapter 40, Zoning of the Code of Ordinances of Jefferson Parish with the intent of evaluating and amending subdivision regulations and stormwater management requirements, imposing a moratorium on the subdivision of resident residentially zoned property located on the east bank of unincorporated Jefferson Parish, which involves more than five acres and results in the creation of 20 lots or more and providing for related matters. An ordinance submitted under docket number SP-72-22 approving requested variances to the area regulations, the landscape and buffer requirements, and the sign regulations of the commercial parkway overlay zone for Chick-fil-A located at 3501 Airline Drive on lot B-1-A square 118 Shrewsbury Subdivision, Jefferson Parish, Louisiana, in the area bounded by North Arnold Road, Johnson Street, and Severn Avenue. An ordinance waiving the required hard and impervious surface from the parking lot of the Bethlehem Baptist Church located at 1818 Shrewsbury Road from October 1, 2023 through October 1, 2025. An ordinance revoking and declaring unimproved half street right away immediately adjacent to lot one square 17 Pontchartrain Garden subdivision municipal address 5249 Loveland Street matter no longer needed for any public purpose and authorizing the sale thereof to the adjacent property owners for appraised value and to provide for related matters. An ordinance amending the 2023 operating budget, an ordinance amending the 2023 capital budget. And that's all the summaries I have to read. Any objection to the adoption of the ordinance is read into summary. A motion of Councilman Template, seconded by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered. Any objection to the motion to adjourn by all council members present? Hearing none, so ordered. This meeting is adjourned. Thank you. Have a great week.